GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. This is Gibraltar Today. Miss Supranational is back on the rock. Michelle Lopez de Soisa tells us about her experience in Poland. The president of the Gibraltar Morocco Business Association, Joshua Lott, says Morocco offers a serious and effective alternative to Spain for goods and services. But who will form the next Spanish government? Following a tight election, the answer is by no means clear. We heard from Deputy Chief Minister Joseph Garcia. Michelle Lopez de Soisa is back on the rock after being crowned Miss Supranational Europe, one of five con- continental queens in the annual beauty pageant. Michelle was second princess in last year's Mr. Brawlter, earning her place amongst the 65 entrants in Poland. She clearly wowed the judges. You're wowing me today, Michelle, with that beautiful <laughs> you. crown. You're looking so glamorous. Uh, how are you feeling? Welcome home. Oh, I'm feeling really good. I've been received amazingly by my family, my friends, the whole of Gibraltar. And it feels good to be back, see my family, everyone. And yeah, it feels like it was a, I left a while ago. It feels longer. And you spent a month in Poland yeah. in that hotel with the other contestants. Yeah. Was that enjoyable or did you start to get perhaps a bit stir crazy towards the end? I'm missing, missing home. I'm very um, family orientated. So it was a challenge. I mean, in university, when I went for four years, I did find it hard to be away from my family. However, we had something to do every day. So it was like a new experience to me. So I did enjoy it. And maybe towards the end when my family arrived, I was I was grateful for them to be there. I'm sure. Well, you made your way to the top 12. Did you ever expect to get that far? Never mind be crowned. But yeah. even just to make it to the top 12 out of 65, that even that would have been an, an achievement. Yeah, well, I remember in my private interview with the judges, they asked me, how does it feel to be here? And I said, I mean, it feels amazing to be here. My, my country is so proud of just being here. I sometimes overheard some of the girls say, oh, I really want to make it to the top five. I'd be I'd be quite disappointed if I don't make it in top five. And I'd be like, wow, I'm just happy to be here. And I told the judges, like, for me, top 24 would be an amazing achievement. So when I did get called for the top 12, it was like, wow, I felt like it was all a lie. And what kind of things were people curious about when you spoke about Gibraltar? What kind of questions did people pose to you? OK, well, the funniest thing is not one contestant, maybe Spain only. She's from Malaga. Um, knew where Gibraltar was. Wow, that's that's surprising out of 66 I did mention it in my interview how I was when I first arrived. I was a little disheartened mm-hmm. by it. I know we're small, but yeah, I would yeah. have thought more people would know. I had to explain myself so many times, but they ha- they were clueless. I mean, the first day I got there, my roomie, I had to explain to her, but she was like, where's that? She didn't know. She didn't know anything about Gibraltar, but it, they were so intrigued about it. I mean, everyone was like searching Gibraltar on their phones. Oh my gosh, look, they live on a rock. Like they loved it. They were very interested in the monkeys as well. So I showed them some photos, but yeah, they all loved it. Now, the Gibraltar Morocco Business Association says Morocco offers a serious and effective alternative to Spain for goods and services. Joining me on the programme today is the GMBA's president, Joshua Lott. Thank you so much, Joshua, for joining me. Thank you, thank you. So the association was set up to strengthen commercial ties between Gibraltar and Morocco. This is, of course, particularly important in the event that there's no treaty agreement on Gibraltar. So that's why you've potentially issued this press release now, haven't you? Yes, the press release was meant to come out on Friday before the election actually came with the results that we know, because there was a strong concern and fear that the coalition between the the Pepe and the Vox could come forward. Obviously, now it seems that it's not the case. But uh, irrespectively, and and no matter what is the results in Spain and what is the situation between Gibraltar and Spain, this is our message that we should really always seek good relations with Morocco and um, consolidate uh, good ties, and especially on the business side with Morocco. 
And of course, these ties go back centuries, don't they? And we, we see our shops full of Moroccan food produce. But what are some of the possibilities when you talk about the, the serious and effective alternative to Spain? What are some of those possibilities that you envisage? So there's obviously, uh, we have, you know, two levels. There's there's the emergency, if if the in case of, I don't know, God knows, uh, um, uh, closure of the frontier, which we don't envisage. But anyway, then we have... A list of suppliers for all the possible needs for for Gibraltar medical needs, uh, uh, supply for for emergency needs, and then we've got a list of of providers that are more than interested to to work with Gibraltar on on all possible needs as well, which we say building uh, material, um, f- food supply, um, and and also uh, staff people that that today speak English because it wasn't so much the case in the past. Now more and more people speak English and are qualified and would be interested to work in Gibraltar. Again, this is in the case of of um, some rupture with with, with Spain. But uh, regardless of that, there's always possibilities to create more and more ties with Morocco because it's a prosperous country. I'm now joined by the Deputy Chief Minister, Joseph Garcia. Dr. Garcia, for those who perhaps haven't been following the elections too closely, what does this result mean for Gibraltar? Well, I think it's fair to say that there was a degree of nervousness in Gibraltar, particularly around the possibility that the Partido Popular may form a government uh, with Vox. My view is that the existing result shows that that is unlikely to happen at this stage, although we need to bear in mind that there could be a repeat general election before the end of the year if the, the Spaniard, the Spanish uh, politicians and MPs are unable to get together and elect a government. Their system is quite peculiar because the the person who is likely to be uh, chosen or selected as chief minister, as prime minister by by the parliament has to start with this vote of confidence and they therefore need to have this magic number of 176 votes to be able to to become the prime minister and we know that Pepe and Vox together do not reach that number. We also know that the alternative which is a broader coalition which includes the PSOE and Sumar, with a number of nationalist parties, would be able to reach that number. So we need to wait and see. The, the Spanish processes and procedures clearly are very different to our own. The Spanish parliament would meet on the 17th of August. Then the king would ask one of the more likely candidates, uh, Pedro Sanchez or Alberto Feijó, to become uh, to, to, to seek the approval of the parliament to become the prime minister of Spain, and then we need to see how that develops from there. You mentioned nervousness. The, the chief minister said the results were fascinating. I would perhaps go as far as to say is that they're probably quite nerve-wracking. Well, in, in a way they are, because they, they change. I mean, one, one thing which is very, uh, very good to see in Spain is how quickly they count. I mean, I know they do that also in other places, or I don't know whether this is some kind of electronic counting that they use or whether it's simply the methodology and their procedures which are different. But that, that enabled people within the space of two hours or three hours to see how, how the votes had swung and how, yes, there is still obviously a swing to the right in Spain overall because the Pepe is the largest party and won the election. It follows what happened at the end of May with the regional and municipal elections in Spain. But obviously they, they did not have a majority. They did not obtain an overall majority by themselves. Neither did they obtain an overall majority with Vox, which was the prime objective. So that's created a nerve-wracking scenario. Now there is a an element of continuity in the sense that those who are in government continue in government in a caretaker or an acting capacity until a new government is sworn in. 
but that period could drag on. I mean, if, if say, for example, the, the king asked Fei Ho to become, to, to, seek, in, to seek to be invested, uh, investiture by the, by the Spanish parliament in Madrid, then he would come forward, he would give a speech, and he may not get a majority. First of all, it has to be an absolute majority, then simply a simple majority. So if people abstain, then that, that, allows, that may allow you to get in. But clearly the way Spanish politics is at the moment and the division that exists between left and right, that, that is extremely unlikely, particularly when, when Vox, one of the things in Vox, the Vox programme, one of their policies was the outlawing of all the nationalist parties in Spain, which has automatically turned them against them, which means that they are very unlikely to back Fejo in, in any parliamentary vote. So then, if that doesn't work, then they would call the PSOE and Pedro Sanchez would seek investiture as Prime Minister, having negotiated or counting on the support of all the different nationalist parties. Still so much uncertainty ahead, but what are the implications of a hung parliament in terms of the treaty talks? What happens now? Are they just put on hold? Well, can I just say before coming to the treaty that there is one element of, of perhaps good news, and that is that um, one of the key parties in, in all this is one of the Catalan uh, nationalist parties, Junts per Catalunya. They are the ones who will hold the key if it comes to Pedro Sanchez being seeking to be invested as prime minister if they abstain in that second round where all you need is a simple majority. In their manifesto, they said that their, their policy is to demand from whoever is in government in Spain that they recognise the wishes of the people of Gibraltar and also good relations with the government of Gibraltar. So if that happens, I mean, it is a positive sign. We need to see how things pan out and how they are taken forward, but it's a positive sign. But coming to your answer on the treaty, the chief minister has already written to Pedro Sanchez on the outcome of the election and, and congratulating him in the sense of seeing a way forward to be able to continue in office. Clearly, negotiations cannot take place if there isn't a Spanish government is in place, but that there is scope for informal uh, discussion and understanding, perhaps. So we would need to wait and see how things develop. Certainly, uh, when he came to campaign in, in San Roque, on the other side of the border, the Spanish Foreign Minister Juan Manuel Alvarez made it very clear that his intention was to complete the treaty. Our view also is that we want to finish what we started, which is, which is a treaty which is safe secure and beneficial for Gibraltar. So all sides really want to conclude the process now. You're sounding very hopeful, but when there's so much work, so much time, so much money, uh, resources have been put into the treaty talk, something that you've been in the thick of for years now, could these results potentially undo all of that work? Well, potentially, it does really depend on what happened. Bear in mind the manifesto commitment given by the Partido Popular was also to work on a treaty which, which includes the concept of frontier fluidity. We know that Vox comes at this from a very different situation and that if they were part of the government of Spain, their demands would be a pound of flesh in relation to Gibraltar, particularly on the question of sovereignty, where clearly Gibraltar, neither Gibraltar nor the United Kingdom, indeed, are prepared to go. So we do need to see what happens. But at the moment, there seems to be very little prospect of Vox and the Partido Popular uh, getting the numbers together to be able to form government. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar, Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. 
Local Voices On Demand.